Hello and welcome to the Michael Musselman Show. Today is Friday, February 26th. And before we get into it, I'm going to shout out my sponsor. Recollect Limited is Arkansas's best place to shop for the nostalgic clothing you crave. They have a wide selection of vintage goods with a focus on items from the 80s and 90s. Recollect also supplies vintage Razorback gear all year long, but it sells quick. Shop the newest items on Instagram or online at recollect.ltd. Have old clothes lying around? They buy. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. to buy, sell, or trade. Located at 2218 North College Avenue in Fayetteville. So, Michael, um, it kind of feels like the the Hogs are the hottest team for sure in the SEC right now, and maybe even the country. Uh, what are what are some attributes that you've seen these guys pick up, and what are what do you think are some characteristics that they've been playing with that have led them on this eight game conference winning streak? Yeah, I mean, you know, from the beginning, we talked about getting Justin Smith back and how much of a role he was going to play the remainder of the season once he was healthy. You know on the court and in the locker room. And I think we've kind of seen that transpire in our record. Um, and then on the court, you know, it's it's something you see with freshmen all across the country going from playing in, you know, zero college games to, to now having a little resume and, and watching them develop. And um, it's something that you kind of can't, you know, prepare them for until they're actually thrown into the fire and, and uh kind of get to experience it for themselves under the big lights and in big games and national TV games and playing ranked opponents. And um, our freshmen have really come along nicely. And, uh, you know, you saw it even in the LSU game, um, Devo being able to contribute great minutes and obviously Moses, um, you know, drawing 19 fouls and, and scoring his 18 points and kind of help leading us on the, or yeah, help leading us on the offensive end with, sorry, 24 points. Um, and then Jalen Williams, you know, kind of in crunch time in the second half, being able to dump it down to him and, and get a few baskets and then also having him be a willing passer in the paint. Um, you know, that's something that you kind of can't teach willingness to pass. And, and fortunately for him and for us, you know, he is a willing passer and he'll get in there with his back to the basket and throw darts out to our shooters. And, um, you know, so them coming along and then, you know, obviously all of our experienced guys and, and getting some minutes from Ethan Henderson, you know, where he can really get in there and affect some shots and, and sprint the floor and, and do some different things. It's, um, you know, we've, we've kind of come together as a team and we have good chemistry and, and we're riding high right now. And um, as I said, after those few, you know, that few game skid earlier in the SEC season, uh, there's highs and lows and you kind of got to kind of got to take them at an, at an even keel and, and just move on and go one one and oh each each game. Yeah. So what would you what would you say has been the biggest difference between that little skid that, that we had in conference play compared to these last eight conference games? And and I know we mentioned that Justin Smith being healthy has impacted the play a ton, but what do you think has been maybe like the overarching theme of the last eight games that you can look on paper and say, Yeah, this is the difference between those other games against first time against Bama, first time against LSU and those types of games? Yeah, it kind of goes back to what I mentioned, you know, with Justin Smith, not only, you know, do you get the the output that you see on the court, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, there's, you know, this many points and this many rebounds they're going to miss, but it's also, okay, now you're shifting people around, you know, Moses might have to play a little four when we go small and people are playing unnatural positions and they're guarding unnatural positions. And then you're also taking a, a, a big time senior leader off the court. Um, so there's a lot of things that, you know, 
to the outside world, some people don't see, you know, some people might see it, but there's a lot of things that go in, into, you know, having him out more than just the points and the rebounds that, that he contributes on a night in and night out basis. Um, and then, you know, having the freshman getting some experience under their belt and then kind of just having everyone buy in, you know, when you have a new team, everything's new to everybody and, and the players are new to each other, but you know, they're new to the staff and the staff is new to them. And so, you know, seeing what we're kind of selling to them, um, you know, having them buy in more and more and them seeing, okay, you know, if the, the staff is, is setting these goals, it's because it's not because, you know, they want to just be a pain in our butt. They want to, you know, they want to set these goals and, and they think that, you know, this will help us win. And, and when it kind of starts to come to fruition, it's, um, you know, they, there's added trust um, between the two parties and, and just having that go, you know, throughout the season and just continue to build and, um, and then just going to war more with each other and, and becoming a tighter group. Um, that's just stuff that happens throughout the season. And uh, that happens, especially in these big games and, and being able to get some of these big games is added to our confidence and added to the, the to the trust factor as well. On Wednesday night, it, it seemed like Alabama was frustrated and maybe, maybe that was due a little bit to the, the officiating and um, who knows, but it seemed like they were frustrated. And looking back on the game, I, I saw that they only made three free throws, which was their lowest they've made all year. And Arkansas drew 32 fouls and Alabama committed 32. And that was also their highest of the year. What was kind of the game plan going into the game? And what were some of the key reasons why it felt like we were able to frustrate Alabama? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people are, are really zeroing in on that foul count. And um, I mean, when a team shoots 33 threes, you know, when, when 33 of your 69 shot attempts are, are threes just by nature and, and analytically, you're going to draw less fouls. Now that's not to say, you know, that's not to say that's the reason that the foul, there was such a discrepancy in the foul count, but that does definitely play a role when they shot 19 more threes than us. So, you know, you're going to have a lower foul count just because you're going to be, you know, getting in the paint less. Um, but, you know, our game plan was to let the guys, you know, we had a list of guys that we thought, okay, we want these, you know, four or five guys when they're on the court, we want them to have to beat us. We don't want to let, you know, some people say, well, you know, lock down the guys who you don't think can play and then let the stars, you know, kind of try to slow the stars down because they're going to get theirs. People like to say they're going to get theirs. We don't believe in that. You know, we're, we're a team built on, you know, take away the stars and make players who aren't used to beating teams beat you. And so we started that from the beginning and, um, you know, we kind of, we kind of backed off Bruner a little bit. We backed off Reese, Ellis, Gary, and Rojas. And, and we kind of wanted them to make plays, especially from the perimeter. Um, you know, you kind of see that reflected in the three point, uh, you know, in the three point shots with, uh, Reese going 0 for 5, Ellis going 0 for 2, Gary going 0 for 2, and then Bruner taking nine threes. It's it was it's an unnatural thing, and and he hit four of them. So you know credit to him for for playing our game plan. And you know we kind of adjusted when he when he started to make threes. You know we were like okay we're gonna get back up in him and and you know force him into the paint a little bit more. But you know Alabama is such a good team with their shooting efficiency, which I mean they do every coach's dream of, you know, they're either shooting threes or they're getting to the rim. And that's what everyone strives to do in today's game. And so 
I mean, the game plan simply was to force him into tough twos and it sounds easier than it really is, but um, you know, at the end of the day, the game plan worked and, and we made our adjustments when we needed to. And um, you know, our, our guys executed, you know, to a T. I want to talk about the freshman Jalen Williams. Uh, he, he, his plus minus rating ended up being plus 30, which, I mean, especially, I mean, this, the game wasn't a, a blow up by any stretch. The final score looks a little, uh, wider than than what it actually was but he had a plus minus of plus 30 which is almost out of this world and it's it's the highest I think we've had since uh, Moody and Devo in the Georgia game what what have you kind of seen out of Jalen especially in that Alabama game he was it felt like for, the, for a spurt there he was he was the guy that was getting the one-on-one calls and going to the rim on his own but what have you kind of seen from Jalen in practice and how did it all come to fruition against the Crimson Tide I mean, Jalen is just a hard worker. He's a, I've said it before, you know, he's a great guy to be around and um, he can have games like this in big games. And the, you know, the big spotlights are, are not too big for him anymore at this juncture in the season and, and going forward, you know, he's going to have games like this and bigger games in the future. So this is something that I think we can get used to um, from Jalen Williams. And then, like you mentioned, the 30 plus minus is basically ungodly. Um, especially in a game like this, you know, where, where it is back and forth for a good portion of the game. Um, and that's just a testament to how hard he works and then how much he can affect the game positively when he's in it and his ability to stop opponent, help stop opponent runs and then help us go on big runs. And I mean, when you have a guy that plays that hard and is that willing of a passer on the court, um, everyone else becomes a more willing passer and everyone else plays, you know, just a little bit harder because you're, you know, you have, that fifth guy on the court with you. And, um, you know, I think for a stretch, not just him, but all five guys on the court, you know, we had, we had points where there was loose balls and there was three, four guys, you know, diving for the ball and, and making multiple efforts. And when you have stuff like that going on in the game, you know, it, it ends up being hard to lose just because, you know, there's such a high will to win. Um, and then, like you said, he, he took over, we were able to give him the ball and let him, you know, kind of go to work in the paint when we thought he had a mismatch and uh, help him create mismatches. And then his ability to pass and find guys that can make shots in the perimeter is, is something like, like I said, you can't teach. And then, you know, he tacks on eight rebounds and gets to the line seven times and makes five of them and, and goes four for eight from the field. I mean, those are just efficient numbers across the board. So your, your plus minus is going to go up uh, when you're, when you play that efficiently just on yourself. And wrapping up here, the LSU Tigers are coming into Bud Walton on Saturday afternoon, and obviously it's a big revenge game. Um, LSU's third place in the conference. Um, one could argue that the the winner will have a pretty good shot at finishing at least second. Arkansas still has a chance to wrap, to get a regular season conference title, but um, what what are, what kind of have you seen on tape of LSU? And they're they're coming off a tough loss against Georgia earlier this week. So they're going to be focused coming into Saturday. And what have you seen from them? Yeah. I mean, them coming off anytime you get a team coming off, you know, a, around a 20 point loss, they're going to be locked in, you know, leading up to the game. And um, they're going to be locked in when, when they get to, to Fayetteville and in Bud Walton arena. And I mean, they truly have four stars and smart days, Thomas and Waterford. And um, uh, I, you know, I think keeping Cam Thomas off the free throw line is going to be important. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out, that he's a high FTA player and he's a heck of a player. And, um, you know, these they have a lot of pros. So 
um, trying to stop them in transition, take away the threes. I mean, it's going to be a somewhat similar game to, you know, to Alabama and they just have so many weapons and you got to drive people off the three point line. You got to try to make players that you don't think can beat you um, try to beat you. And you want guys, you know, to take shots that unnaturally aren't taking nine, 10, 11 shots in the game um, and kind of, you know, take that away from their four stars um, and then just limit pain points and, and trans transition points and limit our fouling. You know, those will all be some, some goals to the game. All right. That'll wrap up this edition of the Michael Musselman show. Uh, Michael, thanks for being flexible and getting this done on a Friday. Um, good luck tomorrow. And thanks for joining us. Big one tomorrow. Thanks for having me on.